Welcome to Transportation Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast. The 2017 Ferry Safety and Technology Conference is going to be held in New York City, May 11th and 12th. Joining me today is Dr. Roberta Weisbrod. She's the Executive Director of the Worldwide Ferry Safety Association. Roberta, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Before we get talking about the conference, let's talk a little bit about the association, the Worldwide Ferry Safety Association. Tell me a bit about that and what it does, if you would, please. What we do is bring research and information to the question of ferry safety. Somewhere in the order of about 2,000 people die every year in ferry accidents. The fatalities happen in a dramatic way where sometimes hundreds of people die at one time, drowning. So it's something that concerns those of us in the the ferry industry, and we got together to do something about it. Um, The things that we actually do are the following. One is we actually collect the statistics, and we're the only organization that does that, of the ferry fatalities. We've been doing that since 2000, Um, and we do it through just looking at media accounts. We wish we would have better quality information, but that's what we have. We collect it. We look at 25 data elements. We pour through the data. We go back to the media accounts to see if there's anything more recent. We look at the trends, and we have found some interesting trends that we're going to talk about. We also have commissioned a um, an international student design competition. We're now in our fourth iteration. We have top people from all over the world as judges. Um, this year, 25 teams from schools all around the world, from the Philippines and Indonesia to the Webb Institute in New York City, um, have um, registered to submit their designs this year for the Chow Phraya River uh, in Bangkok and previous years for riverine ferries in Bangladesh for ferry Aropax in Papua New Guinea and Aropax in the Savu Sea in Indonesia. At the design competition, we commission research on selected issues that inform our Conferences. So we've recently had a research on ferries in India and came to find out about an enormous advance that India is making uh, and where we hope to have those people at the conference. We've had other, commissioned other research on e-learning, on use of computer-based, basically digital learning training we're having a presentation, and we've actually pushed forward on the concept of tablet-based e-learning, and I can explain why that's important. Uh, we've had just weather as one of the issues uh, that we commissioned research and on, and because of that, we've had really fabulous weather presentations that top people to speak about the advances and explain them in such a way that uh, users can access the information. This year, we're, again, commissioning some technology innovations uh, using 3D printers. One of the statistics that you gave there, 2,000 people approximately die annually yes. in ferries. Now, 
Here in the, the New York area and generally in the United States, when we think of ferries, we think of them as relatively small vessels crossing rivers or bays, things of that sort. But elsewhere in the world, there are ocean-going vessels which are subject to all the dangers that come with the open seas, correct? That is absolutely correct. There are a number of reasons. I mean, first of all, most of the ferry fatalities are in the developing world. That wasn't even true, say, 20 years ago. There were a lot some major uh, incidents 20, 30 years ago in Europe. And 110 years ago in the U.S., there were fatal ferry accidents, one in particular in New York City, in which a 1,000 people died within sight of land at a Sunday school picnic in June, no bad weather. So it's a problem. It can be solved, and we have a sense of how to go about solving it. In fact, I've seen some diminution in the trend. But, yes, it is a problem. What we found in our statistics is approximately 80% is due to human error, but over 50% is sudden hazardous weather of the type that you do see in the places that we have seen the most accidents, Bangladesh, Indonesia, and the Philippines. Well, you talked about some of the issues. What are some of the things that are being done to make ferry service safer, especially, again, in the developing world where it is more of a safety issue? Well, the way we have addressed the big question of human error is we've followed the approach of our colleagues in Bangladesh as part of the IMO Interferry Bangladesh Ferry Safety Project, which we worked on 11 years ago. And they said the best approach to human error, and we have concurred and we continually work on this, is by making sure that the crew, the deckhands, know what to do in the event of emergency and also know what to do to prevent fatal ferry accidents because they're the ones that, especially in the developing world, the training is poor. So in Bangladesh, starting in 2006, but actually happening in about 2010, we did do a computer-based training program that we trialed for 100 workers and it was very effective. Um, the problem was we had to get the deckhands to a place and keep them there for two days and feed them, although in Bangladesh that was very inexpensive for 100 people. I think it cost $4,000. Scaling it up would have been incredibly expensive, and it, it had its problems moving people to a place. So we came up with the idea, could we have tablet-based learning, and we consulted with people like EKT Interactive and, and now working with marine learning learning management systems. They do computer-based training, but now to do a tablet-based, we found out you need to have at least 20, 30 media, minutes of training for each segment. Too little, you don't get the stickiness in your brain to really learn something. The positive values of e-learning is that you can learn at your own pace. You can get feedback. When it comes to marine learning systems calls, blended learning, which you need both, you need both onboard learning and the computer-based learning, you find that together they're very powerful. But when it comes to the onboard learning, the instructor knows that the student has taken that e-learning and knows what their level of understanding is. So there's a common basic understanding 
that they've mastered. So it makes the onboard learning much more efficient. So we've bumped that idea of e-learning one step more to make it tablet-based so that the crew members can learn at their own time, breaks after hours, they don't have to incur the time and expense for themselves and or their ferry system owner-operators from going to another place. Before we talk about the conference that's coming up in May, I'd like to just find out a little bit about you. How did you become involved with ferries? A very long story of a person who has a Ph.D. in biochemistry but always was interested in the marine environment but grew up very poor and thought I couldn't make a living if I went into marine biology, but always loved the maritime, went from working in the environmental department on maritime issues, looking at dredging, stepping back from the big, you know, what's the big picture about dredging, looking at international trade, stepping back again, and what would be my niche in in the whole maritime scene, maritime transport scene, and love ferries, so just dived in and got immersed in what was happening with ferries and was very grateful to the Interferry, the International Ferry Association as a tremendous learning experience of what was going on. And as a member of Interferry, got engaged in the issue of ferry safety and knew that we could and should do something about it, and I knew that we could and should from having done uh, many campaigns as a member of the environmental community and know how to go about things and how to achieve uh, success and brought those kinds of skills and approaches to the ferry industry. May 11th and 12th, that is when the ferry conference is going to be held in Lower Manhattan. Tell me a bit about the conference. How many years has it been going on? Uh, This is the third annual conference, so some of the things that ITS newsletter readers would be interested in, beside the the digital training that I just described, um, Google Glass Math, Google Glass, which is similar to Google Cardboard, the sort of wearable, immersive environments. As you probably know, Google pulled back on Google Glass and sent it out to various industries for their use to figure out applications. And we have a professor from RPI who developed a really good application, which is taking the electronic chart displays that are now used inside the cabin of a vessel and putting them on glasses so you can see anything you want that you would see on a chart which would be the depth, the presence of other vessels, where the buoys are, et cetera, et cetera. The person will be speaking about it, and we will see Google Glass Nav. We will see what the device looks like and feel it. Um, They've been testing it with 80 um, mariners, um, not with a very focus. So both the researcher and ourselves are very excited about using it ferries. We have a lot of telematics presenters, and we've had them over the years. We had Thoreb, who did crowd counting and going into the engine room oil temperature to report back to the bridge, to the captain, what was going on, 
as well as the headquarters. Uh, now we have fight coming, um, looking at oil mist vapors in the engine room, and they are precursors to explosion. The whole digitization, sensors are cheap, communications are cheap, computers are cheap, computing power is cheap, and relatively so. So all this information can go to the bridge and to the headquarters. And of the other presenters on telematics, to the point that now we thought it would be very interesting, and we saw again that fleets have been interacting with insurance companies for digital insurance, and this could be a new thing for the maritime industry, and we in fact invited uh, the head of the American Marine Insurance Underwriters to speak about the potential of telematics, big data, and what that would do to insurance rates as well as what it would do for safety. You know, that's another thing that's new and we're very excited about. One of the things, Roberta, that you've talked about is weather monitoring. Now, there are some interesting things that are going on with that as well. Tell me a bit about that, if you would, please. Last year, we had a presentation um, from someone by USAID on 3D printed weather monitors. These are land-based monitors. Instead of costing ten and $20,000 each, which developing countries couldn't afford, 3D printed weather monitors that have all the functionalities cost two, $300. And repair is not a problem because the components can be printed up as well readily. So the 3D printed weather monitors take about a week to print up, and then again, if a part breaks, they can be reprinted. They're currently being used in Zambia in the first instance, but they can be used anywhere, and we're tremendously excited. And a separate issue, uh, a separate utilization of weather monitors, uh, Washington State Ferries has ferry route weather monitors on five of its ferries, and we thought it would be a great idea to have weather monitors on ferries, especially those that are going out into the open ocean, like in the archipelagos of Indonesia and Philippines, as well as ocean areas in Papua New Guinea, as well as long river routes, just to know what was gonna, what was happening on those routes, what's happening in the next hour or two, you have enough ferries with the monitors, um, what to expect so you can take avoidance action. And we now have a researcher, Dr. Catherine Lawson from the University of Albany um, Visualization and Informatics Lab, who is working on the Mesonet, which is a series of 125 weather monitors in New York State, looking at the relationship with transportation and what you can predict and how you can help prevent weather-based accidents. Well, certainly folks who want to learn more about the 2017 Ferry Safety and Technology Conference can learn more by clicking on the link with this podcast. I've been speaking with Dr. Roberta Weisbrot. She's the Executive Director of the Worldwide Ferry Safety Association. Roberta, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Thank you very much, Bernie.